deserve Cotty's Cordials. Cotty's, with the great taste of 25% fruit juice. The remaining 75% may or may not be made up of sugar, recycled water and bat saliva. Discerning Gamer Podcast sponsor. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, getting kidnapped by Tomator, Emperor of the Alien Crutonian Empire, for an intergalactic zoo. Getting lost in various periods of time, traversing various bizarre locations, and eventually confronting and defeating Tomator to find our way home. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Joel JB Fury Beauchene, and with us this week, as always, are the DG crew, starting with the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam. As he walks through the valley of the shadow of death, he takes a look at his life and realises <laughs> there's a none left. It's Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Oh, JB, how are you, mate? Oh, good, mate. <laughs> Uh, also with us this week, the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. When he was a young boy, his father took him into the city to see a marching band. It is Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Yes, thank you, Joel. Yes, thank you. No, he did, actually. He took me into the city. I saw the marching band, and, um, and then I joined my chemical romance because I found the whole thing quite depressing. Fantastic. Uh, Good to hear. And finally, we've got the Nintendo Queen, Pistol, Pisty, Pete, the Pist. Look, if she had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything she ever wanted in one moment, would she capture it or just let it slip? It is, of course, Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Thank you. Snap back to reality. Oh, the gravity. Wait, That's whoa. all I know. Is that the song? Oh, hang on a second. We, we don't want, we don't want uh, any uh, copyright uh, infringement. Seven, seven seconds, Joel. Seven seconds. She took on the entire body of I was a, I was a mile. Yes. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. So, <laughs> every character. Continue. <laughs> I love that. That was the shittest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I was 8 Mile. I've never seen oh, the movie. Goodness. What? You've never seen 8 Mile. Uh, Get out. Get out of my house. Have you seen Mean Girls? Yes. Okay, good. There you go. See? Yeah. Fabulous. Nice. <laughs> story. Wow. Oh. Um, very good. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, um, welcome. What have we been playing this week? Uh, any any real standout uh, games that we've been uh, hooking ourselves into? I'm going to I'll jump in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> I was hoping you would. Talk at once or anything, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> this week. How about I just dive straight into some Power World first impressions? Oh, um, yum. 
If you've been living under a rock, you might not have heard of this game. If you've been outside of a rock, you would be <laughs> well and truly aware of this game. Um, it's taken the world by storm at the moment, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to see what the fuss is about. So, Power World, some first impressions on... I've played about 20 hours on PC, early access. What, I'll start with the elephant in the room, mate. It's the similarities to Pokemon because that's been the raging topic at the moment. You know, Powered's a you know rip off. They've stolen all the the animations and all the powers look like Pokemon's and blah 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 blah. So as far as the similarities, there's the Power Deck, which is made up of 111 powers, and some look very similar. Mm. And when I say some, I'm talking probably five or six, which look suspiciously like Pokemons that we've seen to to date. But outside of that, not really. Um, you know, other comparisons, you, you go around the world, you catch powers with these things called power spheres. Um, you know, you have five powers sort of on you at any given time. And, you know, there's a few other things which are similar to TMs where you can teach them moves and you obviously battle with them. But yeah. <clears throat> outside of that, at the core of this game of Power World, it's it's completely different. It it's an open world survival and crafting game, and unlike Pokemon, your powers are more um, they're companions essentially in this open world surviving, and you use them yes to battle you know bosses and go through dungeons and defeat other powers, but their primarily purpose is there's a huge like a major component of this game is the base building. And so you go around the world and you catch powers, which you take back and use them in your base to basically speed up the production of things. So, you know, for example, you go out into the world, you you know, you catch a, I've already forgotten their names, a, a fire power which looks suspiciously like, uh, say, a Flamerion, and <laughs> it goes back to your base and you can use it to, you know, speed up cooking because it's got the cooking fire skill. And then, you know, you might find another grass-type power and that can, you know, plant crops and stuff back in your base. So it's not just their use for battling and running around with machine guns, which, you know, probably took about 10 hours or so into the game before I could start, you know, crafting, um, I don't even know what you call them, basically upgrades to the powers. Mm. This guy can now hold a machine gun. This guy, you know, is basically now a flame. You can use him as a flamethrower. This guy's a rocket launcher kind of thing. Um, But, you know, there's all this talk about the similarities between Pokemon, but I I found just as many similarities with other games. And probably the one that really stuck out to me more than the Pokemon comparison was there's a lot of comparisons I made between um, Power World and Zelda Breath of the Wild and I'm assuming oh, okay. it's very similar to the Kingdom as well like there's a hang glider and you have a stamina bar and if it runs out while you're gliding you fall to the ground if you, you can climb and you know go up cliffs you've got a stamina bar which you have to sort of manage the font in the game looks exactly like the font in the Zelda games when you come across a new dungeon and stuff like that it looks suspiciously the same yeah, right. And the other thing is, when you get to a new, say, fast travel point, the sound that it makes is virtually identical to the Zelda one. So, okay. it's interesting. And then, obviously, being a you know survival crafting game, it's doing a similar thing to what a lot of previous games have, have done to it. So, there's a lot of similarities to, you know, everyone's pointing out Pokemon and how some of the powers look like Pokemon's, but there's, there's also a lot of ideas which they've... Maybe not necessarily... I don't think stolen is the right word, but they're leaning into what other games are doing as well. But... I mean, 20 hours in, what do I like? 
this game's a lot of fun. It's got a strangely addictive quality about it, which keeps sucking you back in and want you to just sit there and play for long periods of time. Um, what I think is great, I love open-world survival games, and maybe that's why I'm enjoying it, but it's good. Typically in those games, you're sort of cast into an open world and you're, you're by yourself, and it's you versus the elements where, to surviving, whereas this one, you get to enjoy it with these you know, super cute slash quirky powers, um, which makes it really you know, an enjoyable experience. The combat's pretty decent. Um, the AI's pretty janky, but, you know, combat's distance. It's a massive, huge open world. And considering this game's in early access, and I picked it up, I think it, I think it's about 40 bucks. Like, the amount of um, content in it already at early access is quite impressive. Um, I'd say it's very, very polished. I mean, there was a lot of people having issues in the first, you know, handful of days just by the amount of people trying to play the game with servers crashing and all this sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. I haven't come across one bug, one server issue, any glitches in the first 20 hours. So, you know, it's very, 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 very polished. Um, dislikes, to be honest, I don't really have any. I think one thing that isn't in the game at the moment is any kind of story. Um, you know, throughout the world, there's sort of journals that have been left behind by others, other explorers, which sort of gives you a bit of a background of, you know, some of their experiences or something like that. But I think that's something that they'll probably look to add going forward is, you know, fleshing out a, a meaningful story. You know, what's it all about? Where do the powers come from? What are you doing here? You just sort of get dumped on the island and you just sort of, you know, going around making your own fun to date. But, hmm. you know, overall, I think... Yeah, it's a fantastic game. I mean, 20 hours in, first impressions, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Wow. You know, the comparisons with Pokemon and everyone getting upset is that this is sort of what the Pokemon fan, and as a Pokemon fan, this is what people have been waiting for, something like this. It's like, it's an Unreal Engine 5 game. It looks beautiful. It's... It's everything which Pokemon are trying to do in their latest iterations, but they've actually executed it really, really well. Yeah. Like, the game looks gorgeous. You know, it's, um, yeah, it looks like a Pokemon open world game that everyone sort of has desperately been waiting for out of Game Freak and Nintendo for quite a bit of time. So, Mm. yeah, I don't know. I I can't wait to keep playing. And um, the developers already come out and sort of said, this is sort of the roadmap for the first years, obviously, you know, quality of life stuff, but they're looking at adding PVP and some stuff like this. So it'd be very interesting to see where this game sort of goes and off of, I wouldn't say unexpected success. Obviously, you know, it was documented before it came out, but I don't think they were expecting this kind of response. Um, And what makes me say that is, you know, it's 10% off in the first two weeks that it came out. So I think they're trying to encourage people to pick it up and give it a go. 10% on, I think they've had 8 million sales or something, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going absolute bananas. So if if you're looking for another Pokemon experience, this game is definitely not that it, not it, even though there is Pokemon slash pals in the world. Um, it's probably more suited for, you know, fans of the open world survival crafting game. Mm. Um, yeah, but I'm having a lot of fun. So, yeah, tentatively 20 hours in, first impressions, 8 out of 10 for mm. Power World. Okay. Oh, well, as, of, as of right now, um, Power World is available on Steam for $43.95 Australian. So, uh, you know, for a game that's 8 out of 10, that seems like pretty good value. I might even uh, have to jump in and have a look myself. Mm. Uh, How many crons is it? 
Um, it is. Um, How <laughs> 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 That many. <laughs> I don't know what currency that is, but the cron. What's the cron belong to? Uh, I don't know, no mate. Idea. You're uh, telling... you're telling this story, uh, apparently. <laughs> uh, the fuck are you talking about? Cron? I was trying to use some kind of VPN workaround to buy uh, power welding crons. <laughs> the currency of some country we've never heard of. Bitcoin. Crom like that uh, that Quidditch player that's uh, meant to be the best in the world from Harry Potter. Crom. Crom. Oh, okay. When you say crumb, now I'm thinking of that uh, character from Our Real Monsters that holds his eyeballs in his hands and yeah. uh, has the hairy armpits. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just going back on Power World, the comparison that it's getting is the type of game is people are liking it to Ark. So I don't know if anyone else has played Ark before or knows what Ark is about, but that's, yeah, it's more remnant of that kind of game as opposed mm. to a Pokemon Hmm. The looks are deceiving on this one. It's it's definitely nothing like Pokemon, even okay. though there are some similarities. Well, in that case... Yes, see you later, Team Rocket. Uh, what about what about you guys, uh, Steely and uh, The Pissed? Well, what have you Casey, guys been playing this week? Casey finished uh, United States of Tara, and now she's... <laughs> Now she's watching Crazy okay. Ex-Girlfriend again. <laughs> so, hey, 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 hey. I've, I've actually been asking, can we play Mario RPG? But I've been playing Metro Prime so, Remastered. It's not for lack of okay. trying. Now, let me tell you, oh, I am glad that I started playing this game. It's absolutely right. It's fantastic. It's deserving of all the wonderful praise it has garnered over the last... I want to say 20 years of, of it being available in the world, uh, close to that anyway. But um, no, Metroid Prime, fantastic game. Can't believe I haven't played it before. It's just so good. I, it's better than I expected it to be. It is um, extremely rewarding. Boss battles are really fun and cool and weird. There was this really cool bit in the game, not to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't played it, um, where all the lights go out, and I'm not going to say any story points on it, all the lights go out and you're in this like alien base and you just get a visor that can help you see thermal stuff. So, uh, you know, if the lights are out, it can pick up thermal readings. And it's so like it's such a cool moment in the game. You chuck the visor on and the visor is just doesn't look very good. Like, looking through it, you're kind of like, oh, wow, this really hurts my eyes. I can't do this for too long. But and then space pirates come after you and they're all coming up at you with big fucking swords and they're like, and, and it's scary <laughs> as shit. And then Metroids are coming after you and they're trying to brain fuck you. And so it's it's mm. just absolutely enthralling. The biggest, My biggest <laughs> gripe with the game is the fact that because it is an older game, you leave a room, you come back in one second later and everyone's respawned. They're just—it's like they've gone to bed and they've just come back from it like a, a ten five-minute cat nap. They've gone and done a Johnsy special on the couch oh. and they've come back and they're ready to go again. And it just does my head in. So, um, you, you know, you know what other games like that, Steely? <laughs> Fucking Stop. respawns. Um, the uh, oh, Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Wow. You go to rest and save your game, and then it respawns all the fucking enemies that you've just That killed. does my head in. I think if I've it gone and defeated something. Operate with that mechanic as yeah. well. 
Yeah, like give me at least like uh, you know a day until they come back, or like a, a decent amount of time before <laughs> they start respawning. But it, it's just you leave a room and you go back and you're like, oh great, I've got to kill all these guys again. Or you just do me and you run for the door. You just run <laughs> for it and mm-hmm. you get stressed on the way there. But very very cool game, Metro Prime remastered. Not much to say apart from the fact that I'm loving it and. Just weirdly that um, Metroid Prime being the, you know, the 3D iteration of Metroid works so well as a first-person shooter, which I just never, I never understood how it could, but it works so, so well. It's absolutely satisfying to run around with the little visor of Samus's mask cut out and, you know, turning into a morph ball and, and blowing shit up and rolling around everywhere and sticking to walls and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Anyway, so Metroid Prime is what we've been playing in case it oh, keeps mm. bugging me to finish um, Mario RPG. No, I mean, we will get there. We'll so uh, have you completed enough of Metroid Prime to give it a uh, discerning gamer score? Nah, not yet. Look, if I'm going to do a Ferg and kind of my first impressions of it, because even though I feel like I've done heaps, this I know there's heaps to go. So I rec- look, I'd probably give it a solid eight and a half, and that's just wow. because I'm there are some come. <laughs> a couple of things that bug me. Like you know, the map system is really arduous and hard to maneuver. Even though it's now been refunctioned into a twin stick shooter, I still think that. Retro is slightly behind on making a functional shooter that mm-hmm. feels modern. Um, it's the sa- it's the age old problem with Nintendo games. They always feel like you know, even with Breath of the Wild's controls and, and you know Tears of the Kingdom, respectively, the controls just don't feel like a modern three D open world game or a modern twin stick shooter. So, um, yeah. you know, I I love it. There's just little gripes that I think if they had fixed them in this remaster, it would have elevated it for me to a 10 even though it garnered 10s across the board um when it came out but having said that it's froth worthy so eight and a half easily mm. nice. mm, okay well <coughs> well done uh metroid prime mm. it's funny this this week i uh, i decided to um get into a game that's older but uh, i just never have played it for one reason or another and so I started playing uh, Pokemon Emerald on Game Boy Advance. And, wow. um, you know, it's just one of these games that, that I never, ever played when it was originally out uh, for whatever reason. So I've decided to jump in and give it a go. And, um, you know, for a game that's as old as it is, it's, mm. I'm really enjoying it. Like, um, I, I sort of compare it back to like the original Pokemon game for Game Boy um, and look at all the sort of quality of life improvements that the Game Boy Advance Pokemon games have had over the original Game Boy um, game and like things like the, well the fact that it's in colour for a start is is a really nice touch um, things like when you're walking past like the water and stuff like that you can mm. see a reflection of your character in the water um, lots and lots of things like that. Um, there's, yeah, there's just so much to really enjoy about the game. And and one one thing that is bothering me slightly though, um, nearly every Pokemon that I've so far caught is like a Pokemon I've never heard of before. Like it's a entirely new suite of Pokemon. Like, and yet um, as soon as I got the the old rod, the fishing rod. Uh, from some little kid 
and threw it in the water, um, pulled in a magic carp. So uh, <laughs> some things never fucking change, do they? <laughs> might be Gen Three or something there. Yeah, I would have okay. thought that. I thought that Emerald Green was a remake of Green, which was basically like a the Japanese first version. No, it's version Emerald Pokemon. and like Ruby, wasn't it? No, no, no. Ruby and Sapphire no. were the two. Oh, games. right. So, so I know that on the Game Boy Advance they remade Fire. Um, they did Fire Red and Emerald Green. I'm pretty sure. And I played Fire Red for a portion of time, and it was it was dope. And I loved it. I emulated it because I'm a bit of a bad boy. But um, well, hang you know, on, just <laughs> you can't uh, can't just throw that out there. Uh, we're not, uh, you know, here to. This was uh, some years ago, right? I've changed. I don't emulate okay. anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't Forget download it. illegally anymore either. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but is it is it not in the same vein? Does it take place in Kanto? Or is it in a different? Place. It's. So I'm just looking now. What gen is Pokemon Emerald? Like Ruby and Sapphire, the game features the third generation Pokemon, and adds some second generation Pokemon. So, mm. is it a remake Maybe it's of Leaf one of those Green ones that I was thinking of? of. Um, I don't know. But yeah. Who was your starter, JB? Um, a, a fire, fire Pokemon. Um, I can't remember what it was actually called, but I nicknamed it Torchy. Um, Torchic. Yeah. Yeah, Torchic. Yeah, there you called. go. Torchic. It was the the Pokemon. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, like, so far, I've, I've found a few, like, OG Pokemon. I found a, a Zubat, uh, Magikarp. Mm. I found a Geodude skulking around in a cave uh, somewhere. And um, and I've managed to nab an Abra, um, which was a pain in the ass because as soon as you attack it, it just teleports away. So I had to use like a got to be quick one of the super balls to catch him, um, <laughs> and uh, you know so I could catch him at full health. Oh, um, you got two of those though, don't you, JB? Oh, I do, mate. Well, I did. <laughs> um, so uh, now I've got one. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling to remember like, which Pokemon beat others in terms mm. of, like, oh, yeah, so water's obviously strong against fire and um, uh, I think water's also strong against rock for some reason mm. um, and then, like, electricity's strong against water and I'm trying to remember all those uh, things so that I can so I can put my... my uh, assemble the right team mm. to beat the certain, you know, the gym... Uh, uh, leaders and all that sort of thing, but um, there's always the obvious ones, and then you're like, "What's what? Def- what's better than dragon? Well, <laughs> what's, fairy, what's the fairy's weakness? Yeah, and then, like for some reason the, the bug type just seem to be fucked by everything. Like uh, they're just totally, uh, you know, useless. Um, all you need to do is get a get a bird type Pokemon and peck one, and and it's fucked. It's like completely oh, dead. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck! Oh, damn it! I'm dead. It's almost like every single attack that gets done against them is super effective, you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a a, a werp, werple or wormpool or something mm-hmm. that I'm trying yeah. to level up, and uh, yeah, I might as well fucking give up now. He's he's totally. <laughs> um, so yeah, but no, I'm really really enjoying it. Um, I'm slowly progressing through the game, and I'm taking the time to stop in certain spots and just sort of run backwards and forwards through the long grass to try and level up um, the, the Pokemon that I've got in my team. And, um, yeah, I've just found a spot where I'm, I'm getting, like, 100 
XP uh, for each Pokemon I kill. So uh, hopefully it's going to speed that process up. Well, you're not even just making them faint anymore. You're killing them dead. Yeah, well, I'm only catching one of each type. So once I've got once I've got one in the in the old Pokédex, uh, the, rest the rest of them dead. can can get fucked. Um, <laughs> but wow. uh, but yeah, like I was in one spot and I was just getting like one after another of Poochyena, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, like you you find one of them at level five, you knock him off, and it's like, oh, you get fifteen XP. It's like, geez, why am I even bothering with this? This is just fucking painful. Uh, but anyway, um, I just uh, had to move myself to the appropriate area, and now, uh, yes, we're uh, we're certainly moving forward. Nice. On that note, uh, let's dive into this week's news headlines. Yes. It's been happening. Oh, lots of stuff. It's been two weeks. And even more stuff. Wonderful show. Get at me. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Fuck. Xbox have confirmed that they are into polyamory. That's right. Microsoft CEO Satya, <laughs> Satya Nadella confirmed that Microsoft is doing what it always wanted, apparently, which is creating games that will end up on as many screens as possible. Nadella has been vocal in the past about his disapproval of console exclusivity, so this shouldn't come as much of a surprise. However, this is particularly interesting considering it's coming off the back of Phil Spencer publicly admitting that Xbox is reliant on Games Pass being the only thing that may keep Xbox afloat. Spencer believes that if Game Pass doesn't capture a large enough audience that Microsoft will exit the console business entirely by 2027, not 2077, fuck, 2027. Wow, Phil. Ugh, fuck. Anyway, get out your wallets and set currency to yen because the Nintendo Switch 2 is available for pre-order in Japan. Certain retailers are already taking pre-orders banking on the Switch 2 arriving this year. Reports and rumors keep pouring for the device. The most recent somewhat confirmation of an 8-inch LCD, yet we still have no official word from Nintendo. Um, I reached out to President Furukara for comment, and he said this, comment. Then, when I asked him to elaborate, he said, fuck boy. So there you go. Um, uh, another f- Furukawa fuckboy joke uh, Here we no. go uh, Ferg is setting trends this week By being among the 3 million copies of Power World That sold in less than 48 hours Oh my god You heard me Pokemon with guns Is apparently more like Ark With Pokemon And by the reception It's been receiving It's a hit We've already talked about that Needless to say wow. Success like nice. this is peaked yeah, nice cock indeed. Peaked the Pokemon company's interest for what I can only say is valid concern for the powers resembling already existing Pokemon. That of which, if you want to see a really interesting photo, go onto IGN. They do a great comparison of some Pokemon that look similar. Um, if only it would prompt the Pokemon company to make a modern Pokemon game that doesn't suck ass, then spit out shit. I'd be even happier. Uh, so there you go. Uh, well... Well, it's, it's Rocksteady on shaky foundations as the co-founders of the acclaimed studio Rocksteady leave their baby behind to open a new studio. Even though the departure happened at the end of 2022, Sefton Hill and Jamie Walker are making the headlines again because they are opening a brand new studio, 100 Star Games. 
Although they mentioned they departed on good terms, the industry has been speculating on if they got out because they were dissatisfied with the direction Rocksteady was going in with their live service Suicide Squad game. That's a mouthful. We reached out to Hill and Walker and they had this to say. If I only could, I'd make a deal with God. Get him to swap our places. I'd be running up that hill, running up that road with no problems. Also, fuck Rocksteady now they are a pack of sellouts. Arkham Trilogy forever! You so, son of a bitch. That's what they said. Um, speaking of Suicide Squad, uh, Kill the Justice League, the game has been shrouded in controversy this week in regards to a few things. Uh, first of all, Warner Brothers and Rocksteady are opting out of giving out review codes to certain media outlets, making it difficult to find any comprehensive reviews on the game, and have also met with a de- devastating game-breaking game-breaking bug. Fuck, I'm having a stroke. As part of its uh, deluxe edition, which has been taken off line until the bug is removed. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, more like instantly ruined reputation of a once top-tier dev team. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Shit me. Now, let's get back in the box. The Xbox. (laughs) Fucking hell. The the Xbox Dev Direct aired last week, and we got our first look at a handful of Xbox games I'm sure someone cares about, so let's riff on it. Indiana Jones looks like a great trailer. Uh, Fucking hell. Uh, People say say Obsidian looks good. Hellblade 2 is Unreal Engine 5. And Ara, I didn't look at. And uh, Visions of Mana, I found out last week, is about a fucking tree. So there you go. Um... I'll, uh, I'll play them all when they come to PlayStation 2027. 20, uh, so there you go. It's a running joke about Xbox leaving the console business. Everyone, hope you enjoy mm-hmm. that. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It falls. You heard me. Wiggle, wiggle, for sure. Mm. Number seven. Fuck. Plants zombies again for a third time. Really? Yes. Is it possible to do it again? Guess so. Plants vs. Zombies, everyone. So I confess, I saw this announcement and didn't even want to force myself to look into it. So here's something different for everyone playing at home. Here's Christopher Walken doing Sonic the Hedgehog. Are you ready? I got to go fast. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, Here's a quick one for you. State of Play announced by Sony for February 1st in Adelaide at 8.30am. All of your favourites won't be there, but we might get a trailer for The Last of Us Part 2 Remaster Remake for PS fucking 6. That would be sick, because we just need another remaster remake, don't we? Fuck. Uh, But who knows, there might be some good stuff there. I won't get too upset just yet. And last but not least, sticking with Sony, and Until Dawn is going to be on the big screen, thanks to David uh, F. Sandberg and Gary Dalberman. Uh, I think I've said it, Doberman, Dalberman. Uh, Anyway, the 2015 horror followed eight characters in a mountain retreat where players made choices that would either lead to their inevitable death... Or their lucky survival. It's not detailed whether or not this will be a direct adaptation of the game or an entirely new film in the same universe, but it shows Sony's commitment to developing multimedia productions of their IP, not to mention their involvement with Nintendo to produce the Legend of Zelda movie as well. We texted Sony's mum to see what she had to say, and she wrote back, new number, who dis? (laughs) And that's your news headlines for this week. All right. Thank you, Steely. And then I and then I told you, you listen. All right. 
Vamanos! Into the Fish. <laughs> anyway. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, why, why do I get the feeling that um, the Microsoft Xbox is <coughs> heading down the same path as the Sega Dreamcast uh, did and the... Or was it the Sega Saturn? Which one was the one that came it, later? The Dreamcast. Dreamcast yeah. was yep. the uh, that was the, the century one, I think. Final nail in the proverbial <laughs> coffin for Sega. Mm. Yes, I think that um, Xbox will and exit the console, um, the the whole console business. I think that it's going to become a basically a, a developer. I mean, uh, did you see as well? I didn't include this in the headlines. I should have really, but. Um, they just they just laid off something like nineteen hundred employees from Activision mm. Blizzard in putting games to physical media. They just mm-hmm. they've just cut they like one of the biggest cuts in gaming, um, and it's only the start of the year. And I mean, at the end of the day, I mean they've just made this massive acquisition, but I just don't think they're going to have the Kahuni, 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 to do anything about it. Mm. Um, you know, I think that so long as the, it feels like there's a bit of um, internal differentiation between what uh, Nadella is saying and what Spencer is saying, because I mean, one side is like, "Yeah, I want our games to be everywhere," and one side's like, "Buy an Xbox and subscribe to Game Pass." I don't have anything else to tell you, you know. And it's it just feels very disjointed at Microsoft at the moment, and I just don't think the Xbox is going to last. Um, a, a next generation, and if it does, it's 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 going to have to enter the generation maybe a bit early and try and capture the market by itself and not go head to head with Sony. But even then, people are going to wait for a PlayStation if they want to play the exclusives that are on a PlayStation. Whereas if if Xbox aren't going to have exclusives, what's the fucking point in having an Xbox? Really, mm. you know, at the end of the day. But yeah, I, I'm with you, Steely. We'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But you're right. You've got to have the games that people want to play desperately mm. that they're going to go out and buy your console. Um, I mean, the other thing as well is their games release on PC, so that would already take a portion of the people that were like, well, I don't need to buy an Xbox because I've already got a PC, i.e. Yeah. me. You know, if there was no other way to play well again it all comes down to you know their first party exclusives and you know last year they didn't really have any hits no hits they had a lot Mm. of duds I think this year is going to be a a different year for Microsoft and we'll get to that in our uh, novelty segment I've got some 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 things I might just chuck out there so we'll see but again I'm assuming that no one else other than myself watched that actual Microsoft bloody presentation. They showed off Indiana Jones, which looked pretty like luster, if I'm being honest. And the other one, which is a game that I've been excited about for a while, a while from Obsidian, um, the developer who, you know, they've made plenty of games over the years, probably my favourite being Fallout New Vegas. Um, they showed off Avowed, which I don't think we've got a release date for yet, but it'll be this year. And it was 15 minutes of just nothing. Like, they didn't show us anything interesting. They showed us a bit of gameplay, but it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, they was they were sort of showing off the game and talking about it as if they were breaking some kind of, you know, bringing some kind of gaming 
um, you know, innovation to the world. They were saying things like, oh, you know, in combat, you're going to have the ability to, you know, change up your strategy on the fly, whether you want to use a sword or magic. And it's like, yeah, cool. Like, we've been doing that in video games for, like, 30 years. Like, you know, it was nearly like they were, like, talking War about it as if we'd changes. never seen it before. They'd come up with this amazing thing. And the game looked like it was as, you know, it was as good looking as Skyrim. Like, it didn't look any better visually. And they were just, I don't know, it was just 15 minutes of nothingness. So, I was a little bit disappointed on that because I'm sort of, I'm going to have to curb my enthusiasm on this one a little bit. Um because they didn't show me anything which made me excited about the game. They just sort of talked about stuff that's been happening in video games, including a game like Skyrim and, you know, Fallout New Vegas 10 years ago. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But they've got a fair few exclusives coming out this year, which should be pretty decent. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Microsoft in the next couple of years as far as their hardware and stuff like that. Would, uh, you know, uh, just playing devil's advocate here, would it be a good thing to see Microsoft fall over and then their first-party games come across to the PlayStation, do you think? Or uh, do you think, all in all, it would be a bad thing for the industry if Microsoft fell over and handed the sort of keys to the kingdom over to Sony, so to speak? Competition's good, is the short answer. Mm-hmm. You don't have someone with Monopoly. It'd be, dis- it'd be very disappointing if they were to, you know, exit the... Uh, I don't like calling them console wars, but the console wars. I mean, similarly, for a while. similarly though, it was disappointing. I couldn't get Starfield on PlayStation because uh, mm. I would have loved to <laughs> order on PlayStation and mm. had a play of it there. But um, I think the most de- the most disappointing thing is the fact that there's probably a slew of great games that a, a bigger, wider portion of the market aren't going to get to play in the most closest near future because. They are locked to a platform that I mean, not not everybody games on PC as well. Not everybody has a gaming PC. We we do, and even then, we don't game on PC that much. Mainly for sim strategy kind of stuff or simulation games that Casey plays. And um, you know, I think that it loses out a portion. Of, it's more about for me the studios, the game makers that are making the games aren't going to have as many people play their games if they get deals with Xbox because people just aren't going to play it and that's the thing that i think is the most sad thing i do think it would be awful really to to not have any competition because i don't i don't think we need a, a world in which sony just runs the market um but having said that if we're going to be really honest we always compare playstation and xbox because they're the most similar consoles but when it comes to similar success it's probably better to compare Nintendo and PlayStation because at the end of the day they're the market leaders in software and in hardware sales and if Nintendo is able to bolster a, a, a better system in the Switch 2 and something that's going to you know see them foresee them in the next seven years to still be within the market strongly by then I mean Nintendo software is always going to be peak it's always going to be really good because they care a lot about making sure they have good software but we've noticed that with PlayStation, the hardware is extremely good and there's not a lot of first-party offerings that are PS5 exclusives that have come out over the last, you know, I think, what has it been now? Four, nearly nearly four years? And so, I, I you know, the short form is that 
I think the competition for PlayStation is good when it comes to power, but I don't think it's really there anymore. So for them to exit the industry and put the games back onto PlayStation and to you know to to Nintendo systems when you know if they can it only is good for the people that are making the actual games which i think i care about more i care about getting good software that comes to more devices and the ones that i play versus me sitting here going mm, i'd really like to play hi-fi rush but i will have to wait for that to perhaps come out on nintendo if it does and you know because i don't think it's going to come out on playstation and that kind of bugs me because apparently it's a really good game so i don't know well, I don't think anyone could question <clears throat> Nintendo's success and their pedigree when it comes to their games and, and everything. And I think um, yeah, one thing that Nintendo definitely have over everybody else is they have like an amazingly strong suite of first-party games and first-party IP um, that you, know, you will never see on a non-Nintendo system with with the exception of smartphones, which have now um, yeah, sort of entered that grey area where they're not a Nintendo device as such, but there are some Nintendo games like, um, was it Super, Super Mario Run? Is that the mm-hmm. is that the one that's on yep. um, iOS and Android? Yep, Super um, Mario so Run. So you obviously, you obviously have those, but Mario, Donkey Kong... Um, you know, Princess Peach, uh, games like Mario Kart, Mario Party, um, Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Star Fox, all of those games are all exclusive to Nintendo. You'll never see them on a PlayStation or an Xbox. Um, so I, I guess if you're a fan of those various uh, series and those various um, franchises... You, you go out and you buy yourself a Nintendo console and, you know, you know exactly what you're going to get. But uh, no one's buying a Nintendo Switch so that they can experience Hogwarts Legacy, uh, you know, in all its glory. Or, you Mortal know... Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat uh, 1 or, you know... Like, I think it's always been one of those things where Nintendo have have sort of more relied on the strength of their games and their franchises to carry them through rather than being the most powerful hardware on the market. Um, mm. Because, I mean, even back in the day when I was a, a Nintendo 64 fanboy, you know, to the max, um, you know, I, I had great games on there like Mario 64 and Wave Race and uh, GoldenEye and games like that, and, and everyone loved those games. Um, but I was looking at the sort of games that my my older brother was getting on playstation and um he was he was getting games like twisted metal and uh destruction derby and tekken and you know like you name it there's um, i mean any of the metal gear solid games like Mm. there was just so much coming out on playstation that i was always sort of uh i sort of wanted to believe that the nintendo was the most superior system at the time because that's where i had you know, stuck my flag in the ground. Um, but I was always sort of enviously looking at what games he was able to get on his system and thinking, ah, you know, did I make the right choice by going for Nintendo 64 instead of PlayStation? But mind you, at the time, PlayStation was not 
a proven sort of entity. It was still a very new uh, sort of entrant to the market. So, um, mm. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think Nintendo's ever going to uh, sort of lose their their position that they, they've got. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, their strategies worked for them all this time and uh, there's no reason to think that it won't keep working. Mm. And, you know, it presents a very family-friendly option for, for young kids and stuff like that to, to use a to have a Nintendo system so they can play games like Sonic and Mario and all, all the rest of it. So, you know. Yes. Watch this space. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. be interesting to see what unfolds in the next years, however many they may be. Yeah, well, it will be interesting to see if the rumours about the Switch 2 uh, are correct for this year. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Mm. I know Steely thinks that uh, there's no possible way that they could be anything but true. I am so certain of this thing coming this year <laughs> that I'm going to shave my beard off, mm. which isn't that big at the moment either, um, if it's not true. Okay. Google, show me this guy's balls, please. <laughs> I have nothing that I'd legitimately do if it didn't come come out, but it's going to come out. Yeah. Well, that's right. It's Surely. Far too long. Mm. Beautiful. Well, um, on that note, let's uh, jump into the no- novelty segment for this week. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know what boys like. Boys like. Boys like me. And uh, this week we thought uh, we would canvas the DG crew and see if uh, if we could all come up with a bold prediction for 2024 because, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit quiet on the gaming front at the moment. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we, what we think is going to happen. And uh, Fergus Fergamon Hamilton, would you like to kick off with your bold prediction for 2024. Couldn't help myself, JB. I've got more than one. So we're going to do a bit of a rapid fire. I just got on a bit of a tangent. I couldn't pick one solid one that I was happy with, so I'm just going to spitball a few, and we'll just see if they any of them resonate with the DG, DG crew. Okay, Righto. fire them away. My first bold prediction of 2024 is Skull and Bones is going to get good review score. Yuck. It's, uh, we've been bagging on it. It's been delayed 85 times. But the beta's getting some good reviews. I reckon it's going to come out, not critical acclaim, but it's going to be a very serviceable game for Ubisoft and the general consensus by the people that play it and review this game will say it's a good game. Okay, well. Pass into the ass. That was That's also disgusting. my prediction for 2024. Oh, but uh, well, the same wavelength. Sorry, JB. You, you I, you know, stuck. I've been I've been watching um, some of the reviews, <laughs> some of the information coming out about people who've played it. And I reckon, despite the rocky start that it had with uh, various reviewers saying that it was boring and dull and shit, I think Ubisoft will will fix out fix up all the all the issues with it. And I think we're going to have a really good game that um, is at least as good as Sea of Thieves, um, mm. if not better. Moving on, my next one. A lot of Switch talk. Here it is. The Nintendo Super Switch. 
the oh. Super Switch is what it's called. It's going to release on the 22nd of November this year. Well, that's very specific, that prediction. I'm really honing the, in what on What date a, did you say? The 22nd of November. Wow. So it's and it's going to be year. called the Nintendo Super Switch, not the Super Nintendo Switch, is it? Uh, I like the Super Switch. I just Switch. want to make Same sure. Bit. I'm going to go Nintendo Super Switch. Okay. Um, and Nintendo are going to do something different. So, historically, they've always launched a new console with either a Mario or a Zelda game. The Nintendo Super Switch is going to release with something completely different. And... Tetris. Yeah, Tetris. (laughs) I'm following uh, what Steely's been telling us, and I reckon it'll be a Donkey Kong game that will launch with. There'll be a Donkey Kong launch title for the Super Switch, releasing on uh, 22nd of November, 2024. Okay. Donkey Kong. What else we got here? <laughs> Following on from the Microsoft talk, after a fucking shithouse year in 2023, Microsoft are going to have a better year than Sony in 2024 <laughs> as far as the number of quality release games they have, first-party release games. And the review scores they, they're going to get. So, they're going to have to really rely on, you know, your Hellblade 2's, Avowed, Indiana Jones, the two games I just slammed before, Stalker, Ark 2's coming out. I think they're going to have a better year of games that they're releasing. So, that's a, my bold statement. The, uh, what else? the Steam Deck. <laughs> Valve are going to announce this, the sale of the Steam Deck locally here in Australia after, I don't know how many years it's been, but that's my bold prediction. My uh, game of the year for 2024 is Hellblade 2. I'm getting that out there early. I reckon okay. it looks like it's got the juice to be a decent game. It's, you know... It's colder already. Na- Narrative-driven. Fuck. Um, I think that's going to go well. And lastly, 2024 is going to be a big year for announcements regarding remakes and remasters. So finally, we're going to get The Simpsons hit and run. They're going to... Give us what we want. They're going to remaster that bad boy. Okay, so the Simpsons hit. We're going to get announced the remaster of Splinter Cell, and I reckon they're going to do something similar to what we've seen with um, Metal Gear Solid and Un- Uncharted. If they don't remaster just the original, I reckon they might give us the first three games in a remastered trilogy. And lastly, I think Bethesda are going to get in the game as, as far as remasters. So I think we're going to see either a Morrowind or an Oblivion remaster announcement in 2024. Maybe another, another fucking version of Skyrim to throw on the yeah. fucking heap. It's only about, <laughs> only about 18 different remasters and remakes of that. To yeah, why not? Fucking game. So anyway, sorry, JB, I got a bit carried away, but there's some bold predictions well, for 2024. They were certainly very bold and very numerous, so uh, well well done. No dick, no balls, and probably no butthole since this guy feeds on radiation. Ah! Uh, Right. C-Mac. C-Mac. Yeah. What are your bold predictions for 2024? Um, One word. Holograms. Telling you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Emotional <laughs> damage. Hey. Nintendo's, Nintendo's bringing out a Switch that's just pure hologram. Console's <laughs> a hologram as well. That's it. Purely holographic Switch. Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. What? Eight dollars ninety nine. No, eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Um. No. Nah, uh, uh, yeah. Holograms. Um. 
Come on, your uh, finger's on the pulse. Last of Us 3 to coincide with the, um, or, or a, I don't know. What do you mean my finger's on the pulse? Your finger's on the I mean, you know what's going on around I, town. I do, yeah. You spent the last day out on the town. Uh, sim, a good Sims game. Mm. Okay, uh, Sims 5 and not, not the shit one they're going to come out with, which is all online. Hello Sims there. 5. Mm. Yeah, well, what's the, the um, wish list and a half? I'm having a mental blank. What's the the Paradox Interactive Sims game, which is coming out in the next couple of months? The life of something. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Have we? This is one of my anticipated games of 2024. I reckon that might fill that void for you, is what I'm hoping. What, 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 what's Sim it called? Hack? Sorry? It is called... I'm just finding it now. Uh, where is it? I would love... Switch. I would... Yeah, I would love something to rival The Sims, because The Sims is dead now. That's gone. Life by you. Yeah, right. Life by you. It's yeah, designed I'm... to be one of the most moddable and open life simulation games. Well, there you okay. go. Um, and Paradox it's... Interactive... It's uh, going to be the, the answer to Sims. Paradox Tectonic is the developer, so... Paradox Interactive is Crusader Kings. Yeah, Majesty. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. A City Skyline. Real, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fifth Paradox. of March. Fifth of March, not far. Paradox far. are an incredible uh, studio. They've got um, an amazing sort of back catalogue yeah. of, of games and, and stuff. So, All right, well. um, yeah, they're, they're certainly, they've certainly got the got the programming chops to pull it off. If, this is um, not a bold prediction. <laughs> it's happening and it's happening but in March. This is the funny thing. <laughs> you didn't even know that it was happening and you came up with that mm. literally just now. Yeah. And that was and it's a real thing. I'm excited. So maybe you are the crystal ball we all need, but not the one mm. that we deserve right now. Or the one you want. Mm-hmm. Well I've already got you. <laughs> <laughs> bold prediction holograms coming twenty twenty four, December twenty. 20- See that sort of holding up the switch controller and out, you know, a bit like R two D two and the Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, I've got a message yeah. to live to Obi Wan. You get Mario. That's exactly talking. right. That's what I mean. Yeah. And they're just help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're yeah. my only hope. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Right. Fuck. Oh, with that, my baby's crying, so I've got to. I've got to go. Oh, yeah. baby, Thanks, baby, everyone. Dude. Holograms. Go and, go, and, go and get the baby. TM. Really? What, what is your bold prediction for 2024? Well, I'm glad you asked, JB. Um, you know, uh, really glad you asked. Uh, so, I'm um, glad you asked. No, uh, actual. Oh, where's the jobber? <laughs> I'm getting it. Um, so, here's the thing. This is, Look, this is based off of rumour, but mm-hmm. I actually think it's going to happen. Right. So, I heard me. a rumour on, on the grapevine that at... The state of play that's coming up on um, Thursday morning, 8.30 a.m. Adelaide, mm-hmm. Eastern Adelaide time, uh, just east of Adelaide, Parkside time, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I heard that we're going to be getting a Sonic Generations sort of remake, remaster, if you will. It's going to be an updated version of Sonic Generations with more content in it because obviously there's been more Sonic since then. Um, and uh, apparently, it's it's going to be wild. Look, this is the, just the rumor on the grapevine, but I actually think we're going to get it. But my bold prediction is 
um, that it's not going to suck as much as the Sonic Colors Ultimate port that we got from Blind Squirrel Games, but it's not going to be much better than Sonic Generations was when it came out, and I don't think that the content's going to be that exciting. Um, not true. That's impossible. I know. Sega mm. Sammy Group has a flawless track record when it comes to bringing out <laughs> quality c- content. Um, but uh, no, but actual fact, though, I think that that's going to happen. It's a very quick one. It's one that we'll learn it, whether or not it's happening on 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 Thursday. And if it doesn't happen, well, I'm going to eat my shorts. Um, but I actually do think that that's going to come to fruition. Mm. I have a, another bold prediction I want to put out there. Um oh, tell us. Metroid Prime 4 is a launch game with a Switch 2. Launch game. It's going to launch alongside. It's going to showcase all those luscious ray tracing, AI upscaling effects. It's going to look absolutely marvellous. It's going to be really probably the most adult game they could think to launch alongside a Super Mario game that perhaps does include Donkey Kong, but I, I don't think it's going to be a Donkey Kong game. I reckon it's going to be the Super Mario game that we were sort of talking about that you know, Mario is probably going to launch with the system and blah, 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 when we talked about the Switch um, you know, a fortnight ago. But I sincerely, sincerely think that there is going to be um, a fucking Metroid Prime 4 bang. It's going to happen. I don't think we're going to hear about it in the February Direct that comes out. I think it's going to just be like big trailer in June or a little bit before June when they do a June Direct. It's going to be a big fuck-off trailer because they have they would have announced the system by then and it's going to be like Metro Prime 4 fucking Switch 2, bang! And then it's going to be like, but it's still coming to the Switch. So it's going to be it's going to be a, um, you know, a crossover title, but it will launch... With the Switch 2, I think it's just going to be like that sort of that more adult game to go along with the more, um, you know, family friendly game that's going to reel people in. Considering Metroid Dread did fairly well and got pretty good review scores, I think there's a bit of momentum for Metroid. And, um, you know, we got the shadow drop of Metroid Prime Remaster last year that happened just seemingly after a direct. It was like, there you go, now it's available, buy it. And I think that that's that's going to be the what we get this year. It's Metroid Prime's year. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to get any remasters of the second and third game. Maybe that's what we get. I don't know. But I'd like it to be number four because I really want a modern version of the game that I'm currently playing because some of the, the non-modern things about it are doing my head in. But, um, yeah, having said that, they're the main things that I think are going to happen. Um, I don't think Xbox is going to have a very good year this year. I actually think that um, when Indiana Jones releases this year, it's going to have uh, it's going to review poorly. I reckon it's going to get a five. Um, oh, it's it's going to get a five because clearly by that trailer, it was um, not not doesn't look very good. Um, I think they're trying to escape Uncharted so much, which is what the the comparisons everyone was going to draw to it when it first got announced that um, they're trying to do something so completely different. It's just not It's not going to fly. I reckon it's going to bomb. Um, I think that Xbox does start releasing more games on other platforms. Um, one of those being, I think there's going to be a new Call of Duty this year, which will also launch with a Switch 2. 
um, around that time. But I think there's going to be a new Spyro game this year. I can feel it. I just think it's going to happen, and it probably won't. But I reckon there's going to be a new Toys for Bob Spyro game. Um, Toys for Bob, uh, obviously the company that made Crash 4 and who did the Spyro trilogy as well, the remastered trilogy. I reckon we're going to get a, a Spyro 4 finally, and it's going to be lit um, like a fire from a mouth of a dragon. So, um, yeah, there's. I'm just throwing stuff out there now. I've got. I'm, I'm cooking now. I reckon. You know, I'm. I'm cooking hard. I reckon we get overcooked three this year. Fuck it. Just bring that out there. I reckon uh, it's just as likely that a launch title for the uh, Switch Two could be. Uh, either Grand Theft Auto Five or um, Fallout Four. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Like Skyrim but... came out on the original Switch. I was yeah. like, oh, well, yeah. Call of Duty is going to be like, obviously because they've signed a deal saying that they are going to bring it to Nintendo platforms for ten years. So, if that ten years starts this year, which it just has to, because Switch Two has to come out this year, we're going to get a Call of Duty on a Nintendo platform for the first time in a long time. It's going to be like play anywhere anytime uh, with all these shitty features because whatever mm. but mm. I think it's going to happen oh, set, set all your graphic settings to potato um, <laughs> here we go Call of Duty <laughs> rough well, rough as guts let's chuck it out there. I mean we're all you know we're confident we're going to get a new Switch Nintendo console this year I've said November the 22nd release date JB when when's the new Switch um, Nintendo console going to be available to us I'm going to suggest that it's an early October release date, say around about the 10th of October, um, because I think um, they need to launch it far enough ahead of Christmas that they can build up enough stock in the stores and build up the hype, Um, and then obviously people are going to be sort of uh, buying it for for that Christmas sort of present Christmas rush type thing, so... Yeah, I, I predict that, yeah, launching it in October gives them enough time to get not only the console into all the stores, but also to start getting some games ready for release. Um, so they'll have whatever the launch titles are, you know, uh, fucking Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze Remastered. Um, <laughs> and then they'll have, uh, they'll have, in time for Christmas, we'll see the big hitters come out. We'll see, like, Super Mario Odyssey 2. We'll see... Uh, Mario Kart 9, we'll start mm. to see, you know, some of those types of games come out, I'm, I'm predicting. So, mm. uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm reckoning for the Nintendo Switch 2. What do you reckon, Stealing? Mm. What's your date? Now, my, look, I reckon, um, and this is, again, based off of some speculation, that I think the period is going to be announcement in June, release maybe, I want to say... Um, I want to say September because that's what I've heard um, mm. a lot. People throwing out September, September, September. Whether it's early or later September, I don't know. I'd love it to be early September, but I think it will be later. Don't think it's going to be October, and I and I think that it will have to launch with a big Mario game because I don't think they want to repeat the same problems that they've had with, say, when the Wii U launched and it had Nintendo Land as the launch title, some piece of shit. And mm. fucking Mario, new Super Mario Bros. U. 
Like, I think it was just very lacklustre. And, and if they want to keep the momentum going with a new system and prove that they're at the head of the, still at the peak of their game, it's going to have to launch with a heavy hitter. And then I reckon they'll have maybe the holiday game be perhaps something like a Mario Kart if they are going to release it that quickly. Um, but I honestly, I think Mario Kart will happen next year. I think the holiday game will maybe have to be like maybe a Mario Party. I reckon the holiday game, I think we're due for a Mario Party. I think Mario Party will come out at the very, very end of the year. It might even get bundled with the system as a, as a Christmas bundle. It'll be like the you know Nintendo Switch 2 that comes with Mario Party, fucking Super Mario Party 2 or whatever it might be. Um, I, I think that that's going to be the way that they roll with that because then there's a family game as well that comes out in the Christmas time, but then we've got our hardcore Mario game and our Metroid game to tie us over until then. But I reckon it's going to be September. I think I'm 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 I've succumbed to that now. I reckon it's going to be the the end of um, 2024. Basically, we're going to get a September release. Um, mm. I feel like October. I understand what JB's saying, where he thinks it might capture the Christmas market. But I feel like that October is a little bit too close to Christmas to gently lay out the games that they want to in that time period. I think it'll just kind of muddy the waters too much. So. That's that's what I think is going to happen. And C-Mac just came back in the room, and so now my wife's going to tell us what date is the Switch 2 launching. Tell us. The, um, su- the Nintendo Super Switch or Nintendo's holographic Switch. Um, uh, so, uh, November uh, 7th. November 7th. Yep. November 7th. There it is. That's even closer to Christmas. What's yours? What did you say? I said September. I want, well, you know what? I'd like to say September 24th. It's my wedding anniversary. I was say November 13th, my birthday. You present. Tell you what, here's me being romantic. <laughs> well, I wonder, like, if history is anything to go by. So the Super Nintendo was released on November the 21st Ooh. in 1990. Um, although the Nintendo 64 was released on June the 23rd in Japan... September 29th in North America and March the 1st in Europe and Australia. Wasn't the Switch at the beginning of the year? Um, yeah, Switch so was for, in March. For, yeah. for Australia it March. came out in March. Yeah. Uh, for the GameCube, it was a September the 14th release in 2001. Uh, for the Wii, uh, the Wii came out November 19th, 2006. So they do. There is precedent there for for September November dates uh, in the past. The Wii U, uh, our favourite, was released on November the eighteenth, twenty twelve, before it subsequently flopped on its ass. Um, And then, well, the the Virtual Boy uh, that came out in uh, July. when, when that launched. Uh, what about the Nintendo Switch, Steely? When did that come out? That came out in March of 2017. Correct. March and the 3rd, to be precise. Mm. Um, the system was codenamed NX prior to its That's official right. announcement. Yes. So, I mean, there is, there is a lot of November dates that uh, they've used for the release of past consoles. 
however, there's also just as many March dates and July dates, so there's no <laughs> real uh, specific pattern that says Nintendo like releasing consoles on certain dates and certain times, so mm. it's a hard one to call. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, maybe my prediction of October is completely off track because it seems like they're more than happy to release consoles in November uh, mm. in order to sort of capture that Christmas rush. So, mm. But, I mean, again, like we, like we mentioned um, a fortnight ago as well, it's very different Nintendo, very much a business Nintendo now, and I think the business side of it is, is part and parcel a good thing because it shows that they're a bit more serious to... Um, having a, a dedicated plan to make this thing work. And so, you know, uh, I, whenever it happens this year, I think it'll feel weirdly like the right time. But I just feel like they need to get ahead of all of the rumours and ahead of the curb now and actually announce the fucking thing. I'm done. I want to know what it is. I want to know what it's called. I'm sick of speculating. I'm ready. Start the hype train rolling down those tracks. Well, yeah. My theory was they're going to announce it at least six months out. Six months to build the hype train and then get it out a month to six weeks before Christmas. That was my theory on landing on a November date. And then I just looked at the calendar and I was like, which one's a Friday? 22nd. So not a lot of brains, but I think surely they're not going to announce it. And then a month later have it available. There'll be some kind of prolonged build up to get us all excited. Mm. Assuming six months seems like a reasonable amount of time. Maybe that's too long. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. We will. And that brings us to the end of another Discerning Gamer podcast for this week. I would like to thank, as always, the DG crew, starting with Fergus Fergon Hamilton. Thank you. Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And Steely, Simon Steely McLaughlin, thank you. I came, I saw, I spoke. I'm going to come. That too. <laughs> and last but not least, Pistol Pisty. Pete, the pissed. Ooh. Casey C. Mac. One Lachlan. and only. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The notorious. <laughs> the notorious <laughs> CMAC. Yeah. Watch out. And we'll see you next week. Next yeah. week, hey? Yeah. Bye. Bye. It's a funny thought, you know, next week. Will there be a next week? I think there will be. There could be maybe a next month. I reckon there's going to be a few more years. Um, you know, uh, there's going to be some time between the next time. So I guess we'll see you in that one. <laughs>